They tell me about myself in the same listen. In the same conversation. Yep. <laughs> Alright. We ready? We ready. Welcome to Sugar and Shit Pod. Um, that might be well, no, I haven't did that intro in my long. But anyway, welcome back to the show, guys. I am actually here in Atlanta this weekend. Woo-hoo. I needed to take a break from New York because New York was fucking me all the way up. <laughs> shit. Um, I'm here with my sister. Introduce everybody, introduce yourselves. I'm Ty. I'm Shawnee. <laughs> and Crystal on the hookah, but her name is Chrissy. <laughs> Chris Cake. So I'm actually here with my sister and my and my best friends or whatever the case may be. And I just decided to do an impromptu show because we were sitting here just talking about the stresses of the world. Um and I was telling them that the next episode was gonna be a round table with guys, and they was like, No, bitch. Like you have a responsibility to do a show on mental health. So that's what we're gonna do today. Um but yeah, like mental health is um I don't know. I know I I suffer from really bad anxiety. Sissy, do you suffer from anything? <laughs> I suffer from something. Shit, I don't know. She don't know what it is. Shorty, you suffer from anxiety. Yeah. Chris hookah just calms her worries her <laughs> troubles away. No, but um honestly with Crystal like T fix everything. No, but for Nah, really, T like, do fix everything for Crystal, but Crystal, do you um have you like do you suffer from any type of mental illness? People just get on my nerves. That's the people way. just get on her nerves. But you know, Crystal's like better than the rest of us because you she taught people. she taught me how to be calm in certain situations and not like That's why I'm surprised she said people get on her nerves because she gives a lot of people so many chances. Right. I personally, I, um, especially when I was in college, that's when I was diagnosed with anxiety. Um, and I was in therapy for three years while I was in college. I took anxiety medication. I stopped my anxiety medication in 2014. And I do feel like I'm at a point where I need to get back on it. Me personally. I don't know about everybody else. What about you, Shoney? I was still on my anxiety medication before I found out I was pregnant. Okay. So I haven't been on anything now. The doctor wanted to prescribe something, but I'm just like... No, you don't want you to. never know the risk of any anything. You know, they say it's like a low chance, but mm-hmm. I don't want to take the chance. Right, 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 right. Especially since it's it's near and dear to you, mm-hmm. to your heart and your uterus. <laughs> 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 but um, my sister came home the other day, y'all, and she had a nervous breakdown on the toilet. Like I was in the room. Damn. Like, shit, she got because you know what it is. As my sister, like, okay, y'all know we twins, so we have, a like, a special, a different bond than just regular siblings. And my sister, she always have a brave face, especially for me. So, for me to hear my sister boohooing on the toilet, like, pants by her ankles. Damn, <laughs> shit. Paint you, whole fucking picture. you gotta paint the picture because it's real. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and she was just like, yo, like, I can't do this. I don't want to be here. I'm not happy here. I'm going back home. Like, I don't give a fuck how much money they pay me. I can't do this anymore. And, you know, as I'm telling her, like, just stick it out. You have a good job. Pays well. Like, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case may be. But then I felt like I was also selfish in that sense because I know what it is to feel like you're, like, this close to, like, having, like, the world's biggest breakdown. But I don't want I don't want that, that, that day or those couple of hours of being in that funk to, like, affect something that, you know, your paycheck, your bills, your stuff like that. But mental illness, like, in that grand scheme of things, when you think about it, it really does affect your livelihood. Mm-hmm. Like, it affects your livelihood. But it really broke my heart to see my sister like that. And I'm just like, yo, and she's stronger than me. Like, I'm the emotional one. Except for when she watched Lifetime. She's the emotional one. I'm but I'm Lifetime, no one. Don't try me. 
But, you know, I'm the emotional one. But I think it's important to speak about it. Because, like, even Kate Spade at 55 with a 13-year-old daughter, she just committed suicide. Like, for you to sit there and hang yourself, like... Yeah, that hanging shit was real. Like, yeah. because, okay, so you know, like, you know, I was a sociology major, and one of the courses I took, we, I forgot what exactly the course was about, but we touched base on men and women and um, the different styles how of they suicide. take, you know, life stress differently and in different ways they commit suicide. And for the most part, women don't do things like hanging and shooting um, when it comes to like committing suicide because. For they them, want to be it's, pretty is vanity. It's not even pretty. It's about vanity. They're concerned about who has to clean up or see see them that way. Mm-hmm. Mm. That makes sense. That. Yeah. Yep. So for women, it's kind of like they don't want anyone to. They kind of like women are emotional creatures. Mm-hmm. So even in so the even sense when you're feeling death, down, even in death, they're nurturers, and they thinking about who has to see them that way. How is it going to affect that person? Mm-hmm. So women mostly don't do hanging. And shooting or anything that could be seen as gory. They're more kind of like the pill kind people. They won't be jumping off a fucking roof. Yeah, and like the bridge and stuff. Yeah. So when I, when I saw that she committed suicide, I was at work and it took me aback because, like you said, on Friday, like I had like a crazy ass fucking episode and it was just like, damn. And you see this lady, like, Kate Spade. Like, you go in Macy's, you see Kate Spade. You go... Money don't make shit. shit. I tell people that all the time. It don't. And everyday people like you and I think, like, money will make shit better. But people who actually have it... Both people like, be happy as fuck. Happy. Oh, yeah. I feel like I was happier... With no job. With, with no, no consistent job, check. With yeah. no consistent check than I am now. The bills was lesser, too, though. I feel like the more the money you made, the more bills you have. Yeah. Yep. Like, I feel like I was happier when I, like, just worked for myself freelance. And I didn't know when where the fucking next check was coming from. So, question. Do y'all think that it's our generation being more sensitive than our parents and grandparents' generations? Or do you think that our feelings are, like, legit? Or do I, you think that people are just more aware of mental illness now? Because before they used to do lobotomies and just, like, yeah. block people's shit up. So, what I think it is, is... And I was telling Angelica this. What I think it is, um, is... Our, our parents and our grandparents have the same issues that we have, but they didn't have social media, so they didn't have that comparison game. It's kind of like, back then, once you got in your house, you didn't see the outside world anymore. Like, once you were at work, you didn't see the outside world. Once you got into your home, you didn't see the outside world. It was just you and your family. But now you're connected to almost everybody 24-7. And you may not think that you compare your life to other people's life. But you're comparing your life to other people's life. When you're in front of your TV and you're sitting and you're scrolling through Instagram, you're scrolling through Facebook, you're on Pinterest, and you're like, oh, this look beautiful, and oh, when I get my next paycheck, I'm going to get this, and da, da, da. It's a comparison game. Mm-hmm. It is it's, a comparison game, but other people are comparing their lives to other people where they're not knowing what they're going through in their lives. So on Instagram, they're mm-hmm. making it seem like they have everything. <laughs> they're driving all these nice, fancy cars, but in reality, they're really depressed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like with my little cousin. They're looking at his Instagram, you would have never known that he was depressed or he was going through his stuff with his girlfriend and then two seconds later he shoots himself in the head and That broke my heart when you um said that. That really did. Um yeah, it's and it's ridiculous. So what it what it becomes is it's like it's a cycle. The press people following the press people following the press people yep. and it's just And we, we, all, have on, we all have our mask. We basically yeah. all have our mask. Um so I don't know. So, <clears throat> when you put it like that, so are we the co- so we're basically the cause of our own suffering. 
we contribute to our own suffering. Yeah. I wouldn't say we are the cause, but we could. I feel like everyone has a everybody has a certain degree of sadness, and everyone has experienced a phase of depression. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Like sadness and happiness is a natural. That's normal. It's normal. Um, it's when that when those feelings are prolonged, where it becomes an issue, and um. it be and it becomes prolonged because we're we're connected twenty four seven. And some people that prolongness don't have nothing to do with the outside world. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with our generation, a majority of it, and I'm not going to say all of it, like a majority of it, like a good percentage of it, is because we're constantly connected. So disconnect. I do. I lately I do. I have been feeling like I just want to disconnect. I don't even have Instagram no more. I don't know if you know. I I disconnected yeah. from that because I just. It just felt like it was always, like you said, mm-hmm. a comparison, like, no matter what. Everybody on my page. Am I losing as much lost. weight as this yes, person? You know I mean? Like, or am I sustaining it? bloggers and stuff like that. And I was just like, I have to separate myself yeah. from that and find myself again. Mm-hmm. And stop worrying about how everybody else is doing, how they're making it. And like, because I used to think, like, how the hell... This person got five kids, but they driving a business, they mm-hmm. driving this. I ain't got no kids that make good money. Going on all these experiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing wrong? I always yeah. felt like, what am I doing wrong right. where I can't do the same I can't level. I feel like I'm not leveling, not leveling up. up. And that yeah. does right. take a toll on your mental health. It does take it a does. toll on your mental health. Have any of y'all ever felt like y'all wanted to harm yourselves? No. I've never gotten to that point. I've never felt like I necessarily wanted to harm myself, but it's a lot of times where... I I feel like I just want to get in my car and just drive, and wherever it, it, it wherever I, I end up is where I end up. Like seriously, I had that point where I was just like, you know what? Like I prayed to God, like if this is what my life is going to be, and you end it now, I would be okay with it. But I've never gotten to the point where I feel like I was gonna hurt myself. But I felt like if this is what this is all I have to offer here, and I was to leave now, I would be okay with that. Like because I'm, you get to that point when you're just like done, and you're like. You can't do no better. Everything is just getting worse. So why keep fighting it? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've never gotten to the point where I would hurt myself. I did have one time where, you know how like in New York on the bridges, they'd be like, life is too precious. Like, don't like just call. Well, you have you been in New York? Yeah. Okay. So y'all know on the bridge, especially, was it the Verrazano or whatever, the high yeah. bridges, they have those signs like life is too precious, blah, 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 blah. They try to like, tell you, you trying to come here and kill yourself, bitch. Don't, don't do it. Do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was crossing the bridge and I I literally did feel like to just kind of pull over and like just kind of step on the ledge and just see what it would look like from that point of view. I mean, I wouldn't do it jumping off the bridge though because you have a, a good percentage of surviving. Yeah. And I'm too scared to drown to death. Like, if I'm going <laughs> to kill myself, I'm going to do it the quickest way possible. I ain't no jumping off the bridge and suffocating and dying. Can't do it. <laughs> I can't That's do it. That's my it's drunk well fire or fire like, yeah I, I couldn't do it i mean i just you know like you know you have sometimes you just not, i'm not sometimes you had those moments but i did have a moment where i was just like okay like i wonder what it would feel like to actually just like jump off this bridge and just like end it like do they die instantly like do they not die instantly so i don't know if that was a suicidal thought but i definitely look at the sign i'm like hmm i did when i had my first breakup um my real battle we were together for like six years and we just broke up, and I felt like I wanted to end my life, but then I also had, like, a good support system, but that was because I was able to open up my mouth and talk to people, and they're like, oh, no, don't do this shit. You're better than that. You have so much to live for, mm-hmm. where these younger kids, they're, like, they're just by themselves. They're enclosing their space, so they don't have anybody to talk to, so then they say, hey, I want to kill myself, and they kill themselves. Well, some of them, they do it for attention, too. Like Killing like, yourself for a whole attention, but you're not going to be here to see the attention that you get. 
That happened to my cousin. She was 11 years old and she hung herself and they did it. Like, this was last year you told me, right? Yeah, yeah. 11? 11 years old. And she wasn't the first oh. one at her school. It was something that was going on at her school. Like a pact? Yeah, like something like that. It was another little boy who had did it first and they were on some social media thing for kids. It wasn't like Facebook or nothing like that. But they were on there and she was like, well, do you want to see me do this? And blah, blah, blah. And we saw everything. And she hung herself. That's sad. Damn. And she was the second one. I feel like the younger kids now are running to suicide more than they are. anything lately. And it's just kind of like, how how do you even know about this at this age? Or why would that be? They have because they, they have access. But when we had when we were eight, we had to um, wait for our mamas to get off the phone to use the internet. Shana, like and that, like the most True. service thing, the most service thing we ever seen was on the grassy. Good ass. When that bitch got pregnant, we was like, Liberty, right? Pregnant. Yeah. Liber- yeah. When the grass is Liberty was supposed to get pregnant. That was the most serious thing, but these kids have access to literally everything, everything now. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And because they know more than we know, like, even if their parents is like, nah, you can't have this, they're going to go out and, like, and they going to get, get it. that. They freaking be jailbreaking sticks and Amazon sticks and shit. Like, these kids are just exposed to more. They and are. then another thing, and it affects us as adults, and it affects kids, which is why I had to get rid of it, is like Facebook. I, I feel like... I don't I, even use my shit. Like, I haven't been on Facebook since 2011. But you know what? It's not even Facebook. It's also like the news updates you get on your phone, period. Like, aside from the whole comparison game... Trump made me want to slip my wrist. I ain't gonna lie. When Trump got into office, I, I literally... I fell asleep waiting for the results. And then... I, I woke up and I saw the results and I went back to sleep because I thought it was a dream. And then when I woke back up, I was almost in my fucking wrist. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't be here with Trump in office. On the right side, we're like halfway into his term. Yeah, next but year. What's crazy is that he could possibly be a second term president. Yeah. What the fuck? How? They've been saying that. There's no there are a lot of people that There's are on their side. Of white, and, and it's not even that they're on their side. They're just against any anything, anything else. else. Yeah. yeah. So. That's crazy. They'd rather have Less of two evil in their in their minds. In their minds, yeah. So how do y'all feel like y'all deal with y'all um anxiety and just like when your your mind won't stop? Like how do you how do you deal with that? Like how do you kind of just kind of find a way to like mellow out and just come back to ground? I have to remove myself from the situation. So like if it's work, I will quick to log off and go walk in or something. I gotta. I can't keep focusing on what caused me to have my panic attack or mm-hmm. what it was. I have to get away from it for a while and just kind of like calm myself Ooh, down. Sorry. Yeah, fresh air or something like that. Sometimes I even have to go in the bathroom, turn the shower mm-hmm. on and just let it get steamy mm-hmm. and just sit in there. Do you find yourself crying often? Yeah. Yeah, I know you? I love mm-hmm. isolation, so oh, yeah, you <laughs> good for that. She she her phone be on you like Chris, are you alive? She said, I'm alive, and then she disappeared for another five days. <laughs> like, are you alive now? Five days later, I'm alive. But you know what? Now that I like honestly, with us being friends for so long, and now that I feel like I'm at the most stress that I've been in a long time, I get it. Like I I, I get why you you have to take that me time. That's why my ass moved from New York to Atlanta. I needed me time. I just felt like I had too many people just around me all the time. I never got me time. I felt like I was breaking down. I moved down mm-hmm. here. I'm like, okay, I get all the me time I need. You I'm can breathe. But some, that don't work for some people because they get alone. And then Sometimes isolation mm-hmm. make people kind of dive deeper into mm-hmm. into those negative feelings if they're not careful. It's a, I feel like it's a fine balance. But for a lot of people who do suffer from mental illness, they don't know what balance is. Yeah. 
So. I mean, I'm with Crystal. Like, that was the whole, like, that appealed me when moving to California is that, um, it, for me, when it, when it comes to space, it's not enough to just move to another state. I feel like I want to move to a whole nother coast <laughs> or like another country. True. Like, yeah, that's what appealed me because like Atlanta to New York is too close. It's the same. It's the same atmosphere. It's just a matter of north and south. No, the access, the the access the accessibility. To you is too close. Like you would just just hop in a car, bitch. You're not gonna answer your phone. I'm coming. I would. I would. But you wouldn't say you happen in your car to come to California. I would. No, you wouldn't. For you, I would. Yes, I would. Oh, would you? Everybody want to go to Cali. I had to do the same thing. Like, even though like me and Omar split up in January, I'm still out here because I was too connected to my family, mm-hmm. and they relied on me for everything no mm-hmm. matter what it was always shawnee can do it shawnee can do it shawnee can do it and just having this time and you want myself, somebody to do for you sometimes yeah like, just having all this time to myself it's like you get a peace of mind and you get to learn who you are who you are from separate from yeah, yeah and that's important i like i don't know for me like, when i moved back to new york i had to learn how to be by myself and in the beginning that was very tough like i've always been connected to somebody clearly so like the first time in 28 years I'm finding myself by myself and I didn't know what to do with myself honestly mm-hmm. so I'm here without my sister so I'm depressed about that then I have this grand this sick grandmother but not only is she sick but she's just n- nagging as hell you know and it takes a toll on you a lot of times I would just be sitting there like why the fuck am I here like she couldn't like I I feel like leaving so she could deal with this by herself like and it wasn't that I was trying to be malicious but it was just like Okay, it's either her or me. Like that's mm-hmm. how I felt. Like it's either yeah. her or me, because people don't people don't realize how hard it is to like take care of a sick, like a sick family member. Like that shit, it wears on them, of course, because they don't know if they're gonna die, they're gonna live, whatever, whatever thoughts that go through their head. But it's hard on you too because they can be very hateful. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they could be very mean. And my woman's already Jamaican, so she I already say, mean. Especially in Jamaica, <laughs> old right. Jamaican, old fashioned Jamaican. Right, she's already mean. So imagine, like she's mean, she's mean, but now she's sick. So she's like, you know, like she don't. She said whatever she want to say. You you here by yourself, and you just you just gotta weather it. And I had to. And people don't realize, like when I moved to, when I moved back to New York, That's like, why I would always call mm-hmm. her and be like, you would you would you would be at work when I call her, but I would call her and be like, yo, what you doing? Nothing. You being nice to my sister. Don't be talking to her any kind of way because I feel like with grandma, you have to talk to her as she would talk to someone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like some people, they just don't do nice. You too nice for your grandmother. You gotta maybe, be. You gotta but, be her on her. Maybe, but you know, it's just I don't know. But yeah, like in the beginning, I suffered, and I'm trying to learn New York as an adult because I left when I was 17. So you're trying to figure out New York as an adult, and I was just like. I was over it. I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. I don't want to be here. But I'm like, I can't leave my grandmother, but I don't want to be here. And I can't leave my grandmother. And I know, I've, I'm aware that I've started drinking a lot more since I moved to New York. My mom has made that very clear. Like, listen. But drinking is fun, though. Drinking is, <laughs> drinking is fun. I think my mom is concerned because my dad is an alcoholic. So she has that concern. Like, your, your dad is an alcoholic. So, you know, alcoholism is hereditary, whatever the case may be. Um... And she's just like, listen, like, that's why, like, when I moved, when I came here, this, like, when I came here today, she's like, go, you need it. Like, if I ever tell my mom, even the other day, and I think she's very concerned about it, because even the other day, she called me, and she was like, 
Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Why you yeah, ask me? She has that intuition when it comes to us. Like, yeah, she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, mom, I'm okay. Asia, you can talk to me. Like, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Are you okay? Like, mom, I'm okay. But the fact that she asks me like over and over and over again, I'm like, okay, she's really concerned. And so for that, like, it's it's certain things that does does not need to be said between me, my mom, and my sister. I'm like, all right, I get your hint. I'm gonna take a break from the reality mm-hmm. just for a little bit. But that's how for me, that's how I cope with it. A lot of times, I'll drink. I'll drink and I'll take a road trip. I'll hop in my car and I'll just go somewhere. And that's that. Like, whether I come back home the same night or if I go somewhere and just, like, get a hotel or something like that. But I just need to clear my head. Like, I can't be in a space where I feel like I'm triggered. Mm-hmm. And I'm already... I trigger very... I've come to a realization. I trigger very easily. You sure enough, too. I trigger very easily. Like, today, y'all seen I was so over the bitch. <laughs> I was just waiting for age. I was like, yo. I was Asia so was over like, the bitch. <laughs> And I was then, just waiting for Asia to say, like, fuck it, like, I'm leaving. I'm not. No, I told Shawnee, I'm like, yo, don't move your chair. She's like, I'll sit over here, no. <laughs> don't move your chair. She's about to go off. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, because I'm It could have been much worse than it, it was. Could, it thank you. Thank you. Give, give me more pops. Thank you. Getting more patience. No, look, I was just waiting for her to say, let's go. Because I'm not going to spend my money where you're going to tell me that, oh, this table is for five, six people, not for a bitch. I'm going to snatch the motherfucking braces off your teeth and you don't get the fuck out of my face. But it just set the precedence for the rest of my night because even in, oh, uh, where was that? And Mark was just now, like, I'm not saying, like, I do feel like, listen, bitch, I, I pointed at this poster. You know I'm here for the $7.99 <laughs> pizza. You're going to bring this shit for $13.99. But I already seen where I was going because I dead ass, like, I saw my, like, I saw, like, my spirit, like, hop over the counter and snatch her. And so I was just like, just give me the pizza. Just give me the fucking pizza. Just give me the pizza. Like, but that's how, that's how easily I'm triggered. And I don't know, that's, I, I know the logical part of me know that that's not normal. But I don't know how to control it. You're asking to go sit on somebody's couch. I do. This is why insurance is important, y'all. And make sure that y'all insurance offer mental, um, mental health, like, coverage. Because I think it's not required, though. It's required it for is. them to have the EAP program, employee assistance yeah, I think Why my do you job think- just, um, my job sent me an email this week um, offering it, which was, like, it came in time. I don't know why they waited until 2018 I- to, to offer it, though, like. Yeah. Because people didn't look at mental health as a real issue. issue yeah. It's a real fucking, you it know what? Just, like, people white people, people don't look track. at mental health as a real issue until it affects their, their family members. Like. What? What? You look like you're about to say something. Oh, no, I just feel like. If it's it never be, an issue until if, if, if it needs to be spoken about um more um more than any other group of people, it is with black people. Mental il- illness. I feel like black people have this constant mindset that they just gotta keep on going and keep on chugging with life. Like, what are you complaining about? You alive, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that's not the thing. Like earlier when you was like, Oh, like Ty don't talk, she bottled shit up. Most of the black communities like that. I'm just, like, naturally that way or whatever until it becomes an explosive moment when I was at fucking work on Friday, bawling my eyes out. And it's not because I was bawling my eyes out because I was sad or I was mad. I was bawling my eyes out because it was just shit that was, like, bottled up for weeks. And because I actually had, like, homicidal thoughts. Okay, so question. Like, um, I can see how Columbine happened. And people always look at me weird when I say shit like that, but I yeah, can see. Yeah, because you see my face? I see your face, but I can see how Columbine happened. I can see how 
can see how all of these shootings happen. Honestly. I can. What? Why Girl, are you going to have to boycott my podcast before you even get the going? They're not going to boycott. But this is real, though. This is real. This so, is real. With, with, okay, so. Like, with, honestly, I feel like no one wakes up in the morning and say, I'm going to shoot up this school. Like, no one wakes up in the morning saying that. It sucks, yes. Gun control is an issue, and it's a problem, yes. People should people who have these type of issues, like I sh- honestly, I shouldn't go be able to go to the store and be able to buy a gun. If I go to the store, you give me a gun, you're crazy as hell. Because if I come to a point where I have that, <laughs> she know she, she, she don't mean that. What am I get? Come right. <laughs> no, no, like I'm just, I'm just, I'm just speaking. Up, like yeah. I was okay. So high I don't school. think any Crystal, citizen should no. have rights to have a gun. Like, Crystal, you've known us since high school. Since high school, how has Aja been? Off the fucking chain. How have I been? <laughs> she was a calm, cool, collective one. Age is more social. I'm more just introverted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've been picked on in school since I was in elementary. Mm-hmm. Never complained about it. It's fine. Whatever. It's part of life. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we didn't have to go back home and still be bullied. Right. What happened in school, ended in school, or ended on the B46 or the B35, whatever fucking bus you was Meet on. Meet me house. behind the houses in the alley. <laughs> And that was it. And that was it. Y'all would see each other if y'all lived on the same block. If you didn't, I see you tomorrow at eight o'clock. I don't have plenty of fights in E Hall. And what's that school in Canarsie that we went to? Build a C. Build a C. But now, like, but now, and and that that shit followed them home. Not only do they have computers, but they have phones that they sleep with on their pillow. Mm -hmm. So someone at their name. If someone's supposed like, to be like, ring, 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 to ring, Katie ring. is a walking fucking Eminem, and I see that shit, like, that would trigger me to the next uh, morning. Eminem dressed in all black. In all black. <laughs> that would trigger me to, to the next morning be upset at whoever, and whoever's in my, like, I, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying I can see I, I how get, it I get your logic. Happens. I get yeah. your logic. I get your logic. How it comes well, about. It's not something that just happens overnight. No. It's built up anger. It's built up. And they don't. They feel like they don't have no other outlet to get back at these kids or other. People I'm just glad it's not a them. black person that has shot up a school yet. Never. Agreed. Thank you, Jesus, because they will not let us live, Lord Jesus. They would Our little thirteen percent would be going there. Ship all our asses out. Come on now, roll them up, roll <laughs> them up. They got to go back to the motherland. Why do you think that um, mental illness is such an unspoken thing in the black community? Because people are scared of being judged. Mm-hmm. I so, feel like we need to stop putting labels on things as things as well. So we're not gonna call it like, okay. So, but don't you need a label on it in order to properly identify it and fix okay, the problem? Okay, you okay. Mental health and mental awareness and mental illness is one thing. Illness is illness. You can't help your illness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the black community, they correlate mental illness with just being fucking crazy. Like, so do you think it's up to our generation because we know better? It is. That we, um, Crystal Chandra text you. Do you think that because, do you think it's up to our generation because we know better to now educate our parents, our grandparents, and the generation underneath us? That way they don't place that stigma on it, saying that, hey, you know, you have this issue, but that doesn't mean something is wrong with you? Yeah, it's more, it, you know, most definitely it's something that, like, I feel like, say for instance, with grandma or grandpa, like, or even, like, 
Lula, like, we couldn't talk about, like, our issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. talking to them about mental illness would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But complete transparency moment right now. The person that made me think, like, maybe I do have an issue. Am I depressed? And the person that constantly pulls me pulls me out of my own personal funds is mom. mom. I remember one day last year, or was it, like, the year before last, like, I did not want to leave the house. You know I go through my periods where I don't answer the phone. I don't text. I'm just ghost. And one day, like, I was going through one of those periods. Like, I didn't leave the house for, like, a week barely left my room i would just get up and shower i didn't work i didn't even want to deal with the katie no nothing you wanted to take a shower <coughs> black people are not gonna skip a shower we ain't skipping no damn shower especially when you got running water in the house we ain't never got depressed but it wasn't like to me i didn't even think about being depressed or i didn't even think i had a problem i just thought oh, i was just in one of my moods and mom was just like, what is wrong with you? Like, do you think you're depressed? Do you think you need to talk to somebody? I still haven't spoken to someone. I don't know if I'm depressed. But she's the person that made me more of aware of me going deep into... When you were talking about people, like, going deep into it, mm-hmm. she's the one that made me aware of... And make now I'm, like, cautious of, like, not going too deep. Gotcha. So sometimes I literally, like, literally have to force myself out the bed and then I literally like Saturday I literally had to force myself out the house it took like three hours but you but I, girl listen Lord Jesus watch your hunger ready to do anything like watching paint paint dry three times over this child don't try to move for nothing but it's a natural thing that's in me like well, you I can create like, new patterns you can create new patterns yeah you can but I feel like I don't know. I feel like some people just have it, like, naturally in them. And you can create new patterns. And I've been trying to create new patterns for the past, like, a year. Um, but it's hard to create new, new patterns when you've been living a certain way for so long as well. So what can we do as a community? Like, I feel like we're a generation that can bring about the necessary change. Um, I feel like not for nothing. Because if, if I'm not mistaken, women... Um, Women suffer from mental illness more than men. Correct? Yeah, I can see it. Right? And as black women, we have like a double negative or triple negative. Like, we're black, we're female. And then God forbid you got any type of issues. You just bash it crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying I have anxiety. I might be bipolar on top of that too. That hasn't been diagnosed yet. My mom think I am. I'm diagnosing it. She thought I've been bipolar. (laughs) I just think I have really... I do not have severe anxiety. Um... But if it was up to us as black women to to be like the headway of change, what would you say would be the first thing that we should we should do? Definitely communicate about it, talk about it, don't let it bottle up inside until you reach your breaking point. Okay, so communication. What are your thoughts, Shawnee? I agree. I think that communication and just being open about what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um will help because it'll help other people be okay or feel like it's okay to talk about it more and actually accept what's going on in their life instead of like holding it in and thinking that they just have an issue that nobody else has gone through. But the more you open up about what you're going through, you'll realize, okay, this person is going through it too. And y'all can kind of like help each other get through what you're going through. Time. Um, I don't know. 
I I don't know. I can't give advice when I don't take my own damn advice. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can give it. We all do it. <laughs> I can't be like, don't fuck that nigga, but then you go back home and you fuck your nigga. We all do it. Do you think that? But I feel like being like having a uh, like a a circle, like having a circle will help. I just feel like um, (coughs) most of the time things become a little bit more serious or um, a little bit more harmful than they initially were or are because. we hold on hold on to it for so long it like kind of like combust mm-hmm. um so definitely having like a woman like a circle of women that you can talk to and you can run to at any time would help and i feel like that's another thing relationships and friendships are so disposable these days everybody's so quick to cut somebody off everybody's so quick to cut other people off that when you turn around you have nobody you have nobody mm-hmm. And you have to deal with all of that by yourself. And you have to deal with all of that by yourself. now think that it's okay to... Oh, I only got myself. It's just me. I don't need nobody else. But in reality, you everybody need somebody needs else. Everybody, everybody needs you need somebody. somebody. Yeah. And you end up with a mentality like that. You end up talking to yourself. And then you legit become <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> that, that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. I think, you know... I don't know. I, I'm like I said. I'm lucky. I'm blessed to have the mom that I have. I'm lucky that I have her because my mom is just like so new age. Like where, and I guess because she worked in the health field as well, she recognized things a little quicker than most that people. Shit yeah. yeah. So I feel like I don't know. I always feel like I'm lucky to have her. Um, <coughs> I feel like. Chris is over here choking on this hookah like she trying to figure out her situation with this cold <laughs> but um yeah I know me I do I honestly feel like ever since I left college and got into the real world like I was trying to have like a rain on my emotions and cause you don't ever want to take pills and stuff like that for the rest of your life if you don't want to so I was trying to do it on my own but I'm coming to the realization that I can't do it on my own and I don't know if that makes me weak but in this moment I'm I'm comfortable with saying that I, I can't do it by myself yeah that doesn't make you weak it makes you realistic realistic yeah that makes you realistic um listen I got insurance now so I'm finna go sit on somebody's couch you should it really helps I have. I it have. helps. I've done it a few times this year, and okay. it definitely helps because you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm talking to this person mm-hmm. who knows my whole life and knows my friends and could possibly go and yep. tell other people that. Yeah. my life. You know what I mean? Like, it's somebody who is really on the outside looking in and giving you a real perspective because they don't know you personally. Right. So they can really sit down and be like, okay, well, let's break this down. Let's analyze this, this properly. And figure out how it got to where it's at. Your friends, a lot of your friends are going to just tell you what you want to hear yeah. nine times out of ten, and that's not going to get you nowhere. That's not helpful at all. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Like, tell me what I need to hear, or mm-hmm. and don't beat me up. Like, tell me what I need to hear, but don't be, like, uh, like an attack mode. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but I'm, do you think that in the workplace mental illness is frowned upon like if it was to come to light like oh she suffers from anxiety or whatever the case may be that you might possibly lose your job even though they say they would never do that but you might possibly lose your job or maybe like assignments won't come to you as often or whatever the case may be working for fmla because i manage that now in short-term disability mm-hmm. i personally feel like yeah it is frowned upon because especially with what 
we deal with and we know and what we do, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, is she just trying to play the system because she yeah. knows how to because she works in FMLA? And then they're like, okay, well, why do you feel like you need this when all you're doing is managing somebody else? Mm-hmm. Well, when you're managing over 150 clients, some people do just have a breakdown, but they don't see it like that. They're like, oh, you're just looking for a reason out. Right. Yeah. I feel like um, when it comes Sean to Trevor. certain positions, I feel like it will be frowned upon more if, like, say, for instance, people as a teacher, a doctor, a social worker, like, things like that where you have to, like, help other people. Mm-hmm. It would be more frowned upon. Um, and it shouldn't be because, honestly, it's the fucking jobs that drive people fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. It's them jobs that drive people crazy. I think that... <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I've come across, <clears throat> especially with being in private practice, um, in the medical field, you know, I come across, like, these doctors, physicians who, like, they, they expect the most, like... I come across a lot of unhappy physicians. Oh yeah, and they're unhappy because of the weight of what is it is 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 um, expected of them. Mm-hmm. But they in turn bear that on their employees, mm-hmm. and it really becomes a, a hostile work environment. It becomes this work environment of a uh, unhappy, a unhappy damn near bipolar boss, mm-hmm. and then you have unhappy anxiety ridden employees. Mm-hmm. And it makes for a hostile work environment. And I've come to the conclusion that I don't want to work for I don't want to work for a private practice anymore. I need something big where there's like HR and there's multiple people, like hundreds and of people union. working. Yeah, mm-hmm. where well, there's hundreds of people working when you're not focused on just me. Right. Like I'm not the talking of your anger because you were um, in OB all day or in the ER all day. You haven't had any sleep. You only had two hours of sleep. Now you gotta come into your private practice and you're just gonna fuck up everybody's mood. Mm-hmm. Like I can't because. I'm not built for that. Like, like as the older I get, I have to realize my limits and, and my comfortability. And I'm not built for that. I don't have time because I'm going to look at you and my anxiety going to make me b- go off. Yeah. My anxiety going to make me pick up my bag. My anxiety is going to make me go through the door. I can't take on your stress when I got a lot of my own. Yeah. Right? And I already got my stress. I don't even make out. half the money that yeah. you make. Why are you stressed? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've come to the conclusion that money does not fix issues. But still, you, you make good money and you coming up in here mad as fuck and you think that I'm yeah. supposed to be happy over what you g- give me. And then on top of what you give me, I got to I gotta deal with your bullshit. You don't pay me enough. Let me tell you, this lady I work with, she be getting on my fucking nerves. <laughs> and I always say to myself, like, one of the things that she get mad about is that she's like, she says I ignore her. And I don't be ignoring her, but I be ignoring the fuck out of her. Like, you not finna... Sometimes you just gotta ask people out the equation for your sanity. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've I learned that I have to ask her out of the equation for my sanity. So, we we work literally, like, almost right next to... Okay, yeah. We work next to each other, and every day I act like she does not even exist because... You heard Hennessy, Lord Jesus. I'm trying to point, and you just saying phone. Phone. I work next to her every day, and every day I act like she doesn't exist. But sometimes you because have to that gives that me a peace point. of mind. Yeah. yeah, you have to get to that. You point have to block out. People are so negative that you just have to yeah block them out, tone them out, and don't care about how to they save your feel sanity. You got to save yourself. Yeah, because you know what? I rather act like I rather you be non-existent 
that you be existing in my life and in my space, and I don't know when you're gonna do some shit that's gonna gonna get underneath my skin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just easy to be like, "Bitch, you done." Okay, so I have a question because we're all. I think it's important to remember. I mean, we're just speaking about personal, just in general, right? But there is an aspect of mental illness that, well, mental illness affect everybody. But when it comes to mothers that suffer from anxiety, any sort of mental illness, what do you think about that? Because I think at that point it becomes a little bit more delicate because you have children involved, of course. We hear stories about mothers who will drive off the fucking edge with their kids in the car. That that mom in Texas who had like what six or seven kids back to back and ended up drowning all of them. Mm-hmm. You know you heard about the one that stabbed her seven year old son and said he deserved it. No, that happened in New York. Or even the one in New York who just jumped off the um building with her son in her arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're about to be a mom now. Mm-hmm. So because you're about to be a mom, what what's your thought process? It it worries me because um like you never know if you can't handle it yourself. How would your children process not knowing what's wrong with their parent and why they're going through this and why they're going through that? I thought about that a lot because even being pregnant, they've asked me like, well, do you want to be back on the medication? No, I don't want to be back on the medication because of the baby. But then I have to sit and ask myself for my own mentality, should I be back on the medication? Mm -hmm. You know, but it's a lot that I've thought about, but I really can't answer until you've been in a situation Mm -hmm. where you've put that off on your child. Right. You know. Right. I have a, um, at the office that I work, I have a patient, um, first time mom at 39, um, loves her daughter to death, but her mom is sick. So she takes care of her mom. She's, um, she's taking her mom first time mom at, at 39 or whatever the case may be. And she comes in every two weeks because she's like, I, I should have never had this baby. Hey, boo. She's like, I should have never had this baby. Look at your name, Like, I don't... <laughs> Y'all, Chandra just walked in all half-naked and joined this Georgia E. Our legs rub together. We here for the friction. But, yeah, so, you know, and I we spoke about it, and I told her, I was like, you're brave that you came to your doctor and asked for help because a lot of people don't. They, they don't. suffer in silence. You know what I'm saying? Hello. Like, they're like, Shawnee, this is Shawnee, Shawnee, this is Shawnee. <laughs> and, um, they, bitch nerves, man. That's how we, but yeah, like, they suffer in silence. And I think, I think it's something to be said about someone who says, I don't need that either. I need the Patron, though. Okay, look, we're about to wrap up this episode, but I do think it's something to be said about mothers who seek that help because it's not easy to say, I'm a mom. So for people feel like as a mom, you should be like superwoman and you shouldn't mm-hmm. be complaining because you asked for this child and you brought this child in the world. And I think it's bullshit. But um, when it comes to motherhood and mental illness, like I said before, illness, mental illness is like any kind of illness. You can't help it. So as far as like when it comes to parenting and motherhood, yeah, you know you're a mother and you have this child. But when that that thing takes over, it's not something you can help in the moment and at the time. So I just feel like, you know, them mamas that be having like six kids and they be having it back to back to back, you have to give your body a break. I get it. Well, Shawnee, I want her to have my kids back to back to back because we, we had the start line Run and the and finish done. line. I'm, I'm old. I ain't doing it. You're going to have one more. Stop planning on how you to risk Okay. Oh, <laughs> you gave me tips on how to have your own. Yeah, she said, stop drinking. 
<laughs> so that'll be after August. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I am going to leave links for like a bunch of, um, not a bunch, but um, a national hotline in case you do, you feel like, you know, you might be in crisis or whatever. Um, definitely reach out to me guys because I talk to everybody like y'all my friends. So it doesn't bother me to like be open and honest. Um, like I said, I quit my job because my anxiety was through the roof and I don't give a fuck. I'm not apologizing for it. The bill's going to be there when I'm alive and they're going to be there when I'm dead. Oh, that's right. But <laughs> I'd rather live at least 80 more years to see them hoes. As long as they don't send them bills to me, we a-okay. <laughs> I have a follow on Instagram and she's a sweetheart. I don't even know what she looks like. But she clearly knows something about What's my she soul. On Instagram? How you don't know what she looks like? Because she, her Abby is like a, like a cartoon. Mm -hmm. But she mm -hmm. always sends me the right messages at the right time. Like you might be in some, yeah. Some of those but people. I spoke to her the other day, and we were talking, and I'm like, yeah, girl. Like she was like, I feel like you, you're in a space right now. She's like, I'm thinking about you, you're my, you're my thoughts, whatever the case may be, whatever. And we just opened up, we started talking, whatever. And just like me, she just quit both her jobs because both she, of them. she had a nervous breakdown. And she's like, I can't do this. Like, I, like, it's either quit these jobs or quit myself. So, um. You gotta put yourself first sometimes. You have to put you yourself first. Really have to. Um, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of Sugar and Shit. Um, talk to me. Kenya.b on Snapchat and on Instagram is Kenya K-E-E-N-Y-A underscore B underscore. Everybody else give y'all tags. Go Sean. Give your oh no, she don't have Instagram. I'm about to delete mine. Chris yeah. about to delete hers. Go ahead, Ty. Um follow me on Instagram at Takedi T-I-K-E-D-I. And thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll Bye. see y'all at the next episode. This bitch, I'm coming here.